Hey there, Kelly here. Guests on the show share so many great ideas, but how do you start putting them into practice? Well, that's exactly what you'll explore when you sign up for the podcast weekly newsletter. Each week, you'll get three ideas from past guests sent straight to your inbox. You'll explore materials, techniques, tools, concepts, and mindsets in bite-sized pieces so that you can think about them and fold them into your own practice. It's completely free and you get it by signing up at learntopaintpodcast.com slash newsletter. Hello and welcome to the Learn to Paint Podcast, the show where we work to answer the question, how do you get better at painting? I'm your host, Kelly Ann Powers. In today's mini episode, we are tackling the I don't have time to paint problem that all of us face with the mighty power of 20 minutes. You're going to learn how 20 minutes of daily practice will help you shift your success metrics. You'll get some ideas for what you can do in 20 minutes and how just a small amount of daily practice helps you and those you love get ready for a larger art practice. Today, we're going to discover seven reasons to start a daily art habit, even if you just have 20 minutes. So if you don't paint consistently, but want to, or struggling with finding time in your schedule, this show is for you. For show notes, including links to the blog article I mentioned, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 49. And to join me in the Spring 20 for 20 Art Challenge 2022, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash 20 for 20 Art Challenge to learn more. All right, here we go. At the end of almost every episode, I ask guests what advice you'd give to someone who wants to get really good at painting. And their advice is almost always the same. Paint more. Beyond design and composition and color, and yes, even drawing, although it's sometimes a close second. If you want to get better, paint more. Painting more helps you get better faster. It helps you focus and improve. It helps you overcome painter's block and stay inspired. Painting often and consistently can fix 99% of the problems you will run into as someone learning to paint and draw. So sure, having mentors and finding good instructors are also very important parts of learning to paint. But if you really want to get good at art, the answer always comes back to painting and drawing more. This seems really easy in theory, but how do you put into practice? Because I can hear you saying, I want to get good at painting, but I don't have time. And it's true. Life is incredibly busy and incredibly complicated. The demands of our time and our energy seem endless. But we have this idea that it's all or nothing. If you don't have a three-hour chunk of time, it's not worth even starting a painting session. And I want to offer a different way to look at your time and what's possible with it. Because if you can make 20 minutes, and I believe most of us can each and every day, you can start a really great art habit. And that's what today is about. Seven reasons why you should start a daily art habit, even if you only have 20 minutes a day. Reason number one, starting with 20 minutes a day will change your mindset. If you don't currently have a consistent art practice, it can be so easy to spend your entire life thinking, I don't have time to paint. And when you're first getting started, you're probably working from an inspiration-based practice model. When you feel inspired to paint or draw, you do. And when you don't feel inspired, you don't. 
This is a great way to get started. It can result in you painting and drawing a lot. But what can happen is this. You're feeling inspired to paint and draw, but it's time to pick up the kids. Or soccer season, now take Saturday mornings, which is exactly when you love to work. Or you get inspired after dinner, but you want to watch TV with your husband. Or it's spring and the garden really needs your attention. There are a lot of things, important things, vying for your time. And if you are working from an inspiration-based model, your creative time might get pushed out by things with a higher priority. And if that happens too many times in a row, you may find that suddenly you aren't inspired as much. You may feel like you've lost your inspiration altogether, but you haven't. It's just time to try to transition from an inspiration-based model of working to a habit-based model of working. Your favorite artists commit to an amount of drawing and painting, and then they show up to it, whether they're inspired or not. So maybe not 100% of the time, but they aren't waiting to be inspired before they get to work. So it's not that inspiration isn't part of their work, but it's not the heartbeat of their showing up and getting to work. Where 20 minutes can help with this is that it's so easy to think, I don't have time to paint. In some ways, you're training your inspiration to require big chunks of time for creativity. And don't get me wrong, there are types of thinking and working that you can only do in a two-hour chunk. But there's also a lot you can do in 20 minutes at a time. And we'll get into some specific ideas later. But maybe more importantly, by showing up more consistently, you will experience an important mindset shift. Instead of looking at your day and thinking, I don't have time to paint, you look at your day and say, where can I make time to paint for 20 minutes? And when you really commit to it, you start not only seeing more options of when you can paint and draw, but you start creating more opportunities for it. Now, instead of seeing soccer as a time you can't do art, you see those 20 minutes before the game as a chance to sit in the car and do thumbnail sketches. Or you've got something on the stove cooking and you've got 20 minutes before the buzzer goes off. You pull out some cheap copy paper and you draw a still life setup. You start to swap out phone scrolling for sketchbook time. You stop waiting for the world to pause or for you to be inspired. And instead, you make the time. And suddenly you find that you're inspired all the time. Reason number two. 20 minutes a day will encourage you to find systems. Your favorite painters don't possess any magical powers you're lacking. They paint a lot because they are time management wizards. They prioritize their art, and they have developed systems to help them. And when you commit to daily work, and you don't have a ton of time for it, you will also begin to look for ways to make painting time and art time easier to get to. Imagine committing to 20 minutes every day, but every day before you get into your work, you have to dig through a pile of who knows what to find your pencils and your sketchbook. And by the time you've gotten all your materials together, the 20-minute timer is going off and you've drawn nothing. Daily painters especially are a great group to turn to to look for ideas around efficient systems. They make some upper-level decisions around what they paint on and what they paint with so that they don't have to decide each and every time. Debbie Miller and Lisa Daria Kennedy are both daily painters, and they both paint on 6 by 6 boards for every painting. They aren't spending 30 minutes pulling out all their canvases to decide which one they'll work on today. They've already decided, and they are ready to go. So look for places you can streamline your workflow. 
Think through your setup and your teardown, how you store things, how many tools you use, how many things you dig through to get to the thing you actually use. Depending on your goals for that 20 minutes, have all your tools in one place and limit them where possible. If you're a painter, consider a limited palette so that you don't have to squeeze 30 colors out every time before you start. It feels like a small thing, but imagine how much more of that 20 minutes you'd have to paint if you needed to squeeze out three paint colors as opposed to 15. Or as an acrylic painter, you used a Stay Wet palette so that you didn't have to squeeze out colors every time at all. They were just ready to go. You also might get efficient about working through your painting process. Imagine, for example, dividing your week up by the steps you take to walk through a painting. On day one, you find your inspiration and sketch for 20 minutes. Day two, you create your thumbnails and do your design thinking. Day three, you do small color studies. Day four, you draw your drawing onto your canvas. And day five and six, you work through a small painting. Day seven, you add finishing touches and then prep your space for the next week of painting. Plus, you put everything away the same after each session, and you paint on the same board each and every time. Imagine how much you'd get done with this kind of efficient system. Suddenly, 20 minutes a day seems like a lot more time. And this is a great segue into number three. Reason number three. 20 minutes a day helps you discover how much you can actually do in 20 minutes. This is one of the biggest surprises of people who did the 20 for 20 art challenge 2022 in January. I got so many comments from people saying I couldn't believe how much I could get done in 20 minutes. The I don't have time to paint is such a limiting belief. So yes, you may not have the 12 hours to paint like Jose Trujillo does from episode 44. You may not even have a few hours each day like Debbie Miller and her husband Brian Miller, who are both daily painters, getting up at 5 a.m. to do their daily painting. But you can actually do a lot in 20 minutes. And the thing is, it's not just about any individual 20 minutes. The power of the daily 20 isn't just today's 20 minutes. It's when you add it to yesterday's and tomorrow's. Doing something every day gives it a kind of momentum you just won't get painting once a week or twice a month. You learn things and then retain them better by doing something every single day. You come across an idea and then you can work on it tomorrow and the next day. The other reason why this really matters is that yes, maybe those 20 minutes a day will eventually extend into a longer art practice. And that's great. A lot of us have the goal to paint two-hour sessions a day or three-hour sessions a day, but more. But you don't practice for a marathon by starting the first day of training with a 26-mile run. That is the quickest way to injure yourself. Your systems can't support it. You start with first day of training with putting on your shoes, and then a walk, and then a short, slow jog, and on and on until you build up to 26.2 miles. It's the same with a painting practice. So you start with 20 minutes. You build up your habits to be able to support those 20 minutes. You learn what you can do in those 20 minutes. And then you build to maybe twice a week you get an hour painting session. And then slowly you build to one to three hours daily. But once you realize how much you can do in 20 minutes, you also have a whole set of tools you can use. So then even if you do build a consistent art practice based on, let's say, two-hour sessions, if you ever hit a week or a month where life gets messy and you have way less time, 
you can pull out your 20-minute tools and still show up. Reason number four. A 20-minute daily art practice gives you an anxiety-free way to focus. There is a lot to learn when you're learning to paint. And you can feel anxiety as you recognize areas where you could use some focused work. You start to get nervous about taking time away from portraits work to work on landscapes, even though you really want to do both, or spend some time focused on drawing hands as part of your figure work. And if you don't paint very often, any painting or drawing time feels really precious, and that can deter you from spending any time focusing down on something specific. And in doing so, probably holding yourself back from getting better. If you practice every single day, you have trust that even if you spend a week focused on color mixing, you'll get back to working through finished paintings next week. You don't have to feel as precious about any single painting or drawing session. So maybe you want to get better at mixing color with a limited palette. Get a stack of paint swatches, grab one at random, and then spend your 20 minutes painting to that color. Maybe you want to get better at composition. Thumbnails are the perfect 20-minute activity. Have a pool of reference photos stored on your phone so that you can sit down, scroll through to the one that interests you, and then spend the remaining 15 minutes or so working on thumbnails. The 20 for 20 starter pack has printable thumbnail sheets in a bunch of different formats so you don't even have to draw your rectangles. Or maybe you want to get better at watercolor, specifically the wet into wet method. So you commit to finishing a small painting each and every day in 20 minutes. Get a stack of that note card size watercolor paper and commit to finishing a 20-minute painting each and every day, wet into wet. The first few will probably feel pretty chaotic, but you're going to learn so much about moisture control and color mixing and simplifying your subject all while working wet into wet. There's a lot you can do with 20 minutes. And I've linked to a blog post in the show notes called 20 Ideas for 20-Minute Art Sessions, and it's exactly that you'll find a bunch of ideas on specific ways to focus your 20 minutes of time. So brainstorm five areas where you'd like to see improvement in your work, and then get creative around something you could do for 20 minutes that would help you strengthen that particular area. Showing up daily will give you the freedom to choose a direction for a while. Not forever, for a while. And you'll love the improvements you feel when you get focused. And if you're showing up 20 minutes every day, you won't have anxiety about doing it again for a while. Reason number five, a 20-minute art habit forces you to slow down. This one might feel counterintuitive because if you only have 20 minutes, don't you want to work fast? Slowing down can happen in a few different places in your art process. There's the pace at which you physically paint, but then there's how much time you spend between layers or steps in your process. Something that totally surprised me about the feedback from the January 20 for 20 Art Challenge 2022 is that a bunch of participants hadn't realized that they really needed a third party to tell them, put the brush down, that they were overworking their paintings because they had nothing stopping them. They just kept painting, painting, painting until their painting time ran out. And that by slowing down and being forced to pause at the 20-minute mark, they actually looked at their work before it became overworked. Then they could decide, with their brush nowhere near them, yes, I want to do more. Or, no, actually, I think it's finished. Knowing when something is finished is one of the hardest parts of being a painter. 
And because we have this idea that real artists spend a ton of time on their paintings, we sometimes have the tendency to do more than what the painting really needs. By setting a timer and then stopping at or near 20 minutes, you are forcing yourself to really think about whether something is finished or not in a given time. It's inserting more thinking time into your process than maybe you've had in the past. And I think you'll find it really powerful. Reason number six. 20 minutes of daily artwork makes you less hard on yourself. I love that we live in the internet age. Instagram is such an incredible place for inspiration. We have amazing artwork always just a click away. But Instagram isn't a full or complete look at an artist's practice. Professional painters don't show their duds. They rarely show their practice work. They certainly don't show the scrawling messes of their ugly thinking notebooks. When you see a painter from the outside, you only see their best and shiniest work. The work that's finished and that they have deemed good enough to share publicly as part of their glossy brand. That doesn't mean they don't create bad work. It means you don't see it. And even though we know that, that's not how we internalize it. Instead, we think that to be an artist, you never make ugly work. And so when you make work you don't like because you're learning, you feel demoralized and like you're the outlier. But you couldn't be further from the truth. Everyone whose work you love makes work they don't like. And they all had to learn to paint just like you're learning to paint. You just didn't see it. One of our jobs as an artist is to overcome this expectation that we will walk into learning to paint just knowing how to mix color, knowing what style we like, knowing how to compose powerful value patterns. It's the equivalent of walking into your first day of German language 101 and thinking you're going to be fluent in seven days. It's literally impossible. You're not going to be fluent in seven days, and it's not because you're somehow lacking. It's because it's physically impossible. But it's a disappointment many of us, me included, have to work through again and again. But this is how committing to 20 minutes of daily work helps us. If you show up each day for 20 minutes, you'll have some days where you don't like the work, but you'll also have days where you absolutely love the work. And so you begin to learn that both are part of getting better. Plus, daily work lowers the pressure of any one day's work. Even if you don't like today's sketch, you trust that you'll be back at it again tomorrow. You begin to count improvement as your biggest win. You also begin to understand what's possible in 20 minutes and what's not. You begin to align your expectations with reality. Because there are things you can and cannot do with 20 minutes. You can't create award-winning paintings in 20 minutes. Most living artists, living or dead, can't. Again, it's not a personal failing, it's just math. When Sari Shrike episode 40 came back to art, she started with finishing a painting each and every day in 20 minutes. It's where the idea of the 20 for 20 art challenge came from. And 20 minute paintings are what she created. They were simple and small, they weren't award winners. Can you imagine what the world would have lost if Shrike looked at those paintings and thought, well, they aren't very good, I guess I'll never be good at any art, and quit? They weren't her best work, but man, were they important. Because they got her back into painting, they were her stepping stones to getting better. It's important to learn to align our expectations with the reality. 
and starting with 20 minutes a day can really help us do that. It also begins to shift our inner metrics. We become committed to the act of showing up first and foremost. That's our metric of success. Because showing up consistently and often is much more important than creating pretty work day in and day out. How you feel about your work will change as you change. But if you can instill in yourself a daily art habit or a consistent art habit, mark that as your true success metric. Your skill and style as an artist will only get better in the long run, no matter how you feel about your work today, if you're showing up often and consistently. Almost guaranteed. And if you can make that shift, you're setting yourself up for much more growth and success than if you stay with the false Instagram expectation that every single thing an artist creates, no matter how short of a time they've been learning, should be pretty, or they're not an artist. Because it's not true. And actually, I want to take a quick minute to talk about something while we're talking about this subject of you liking your work and creating pretty work. Just as it's important to set up your workspace to be efficient and to work with you, it's also important to set up your digital space to work with you. And what I mean by this is if you're excited about committing to a daily art practice, and part of that is sharing to Instagram, like the 20 for 20 Art Challenge 2022, you want to make sure that your system doesn't create a barrier of entry. And what I mean by that is Instagram is an absolutely great accountability tool in theory, and maybe also in practice, if you set it up right. So we all have these ideas, whether we realize it or not, about what we can and cannot post to social media. And it's absolutely worth spending some time learning what those are for yourself. Everyone has them. I certainly have them. And often you'll discover them when you're about to post something to social media because you'll feel this internal pushback of, oh, I can't post this because. And that's where you might find that you have rules for yourself. That might look like you can only post complete work or you can only post something if it's pretty. That could include pretty color studies or pretty practice drawings or pretty thumbnail, whatever, as long as it's pretty. But showing up to work and showing up to create pretty work are two very different goals. And if you're trying to get better at painting and drawing, I would strongly encourage you to set up a work environment where you can dedicate yourself to showing up to the work, pretty or not, first and foremost. If you have to reach some version of pretty as an entry point, oh man, that's really going to slow down your progress in getting better. You're going to find yourself getting so frustrated that you can't post today because something's not pretty enough, even though you've done the successful part. You've showed up to your work, and that should be celebrated. So if you want to use social media as part of your accountability, you have some options. First, you could decide that you're allowed to share ugly work. But be honest with yourself. If you don't feel like you can really stay true to that, and you'll know pretty quickly, there's no shame. You've got other options. So, option two, make your Instagram account private. You can change this as much as you want. So if for the duration of the challenge or for the first years of paintings, you say, I'm going to create a super safe work environment where I can commit fully to showing up each and every day as accountability and thinking and doing all sorts of work, work I love, work I hate, but my goal is to show up every single day and I want a place to do that, but I don't want to have to create something pretty in order to share it. I'll make my account private. 
And then you have the choice to someday open it back up to the public. And at that point, if you want, you can delete all the work you don't want people seeing. Your third option is to create a second Instagram account. Don't put your name on it. It's your ugly practice account. Or do put your name on it, but say specifically in the bio, this is my practice account. And this is where you share your work ugly or not, disappointing or not, unfinished or not, all of it. And then the work you feel is, quote, good enough to share to your public-facing account, you share over there. But make sure that if your first goal is to use Instagram as accountability, make sure you don't tie it to prettiness. If your first goal is to only share pretty work, that's a different issue, but that's less of a learning and more of a marketing goal. So just be really clear on your goals and make sure it aligns with the systems you've set up because there's different ways to set things up and find something that works for you and the goals that you're going after. But again, if your goal is to use Instagram as a learning accountability tool, try not to set the unfair expectation that in order to learn, it has to be pretty. It's just such an unfair expectation to put on yourself. So there's no wrong way to set this up, as long as you're really honest with yourself about which of these three would help you feel best committing to showing up and then posting no matter what your work looks like on a given day. And from a personal note, my Instagram, at Kellyanne Powers, I decided at some point last year that I wasn't going to sell my work. Not forever, but for about a year. And the reason I did this is because one, I don't make a living from my painting, and so there's no pressure there. But two, I found that I was giving myself this metric that I could only post pretty work in order to post. And I, for me personally, Instagram can be a really great accountability tool when I'm using it correctly. And I realized I couldn't use it as a true accountability tool if I also was trying to use the same space to sell my work. I didn't want to share ugly work if I also wanted people to think that I was a serious artist, right? Like we all have those ideas in our head. But instead of trying to overcome that thing I was telling myself, even if I can recognize it's false, I wanted to be able to focus on the learning part and use my tools for learning first and foremost. So I decided to not sell my work for a year, and I have given myself permission to post ugly stuff to Instagram as part of learning. Does it feel great? It does not feel great. I still have a tiny bit of pushback, but it's so much less pushback than when I was using that same space as a marketing tool for my paintings to sell. And it's interesting to find these things as they connect in different places in our brain. So every time you post something to Instagram, do some thinking about how it feels. Why does it feel that way? And then give yourself permission to set up a system that works for you. Because there is nothing wrong with wanting a professional place with professional looking work to build the business side of your art practice. But then, if you also want to use Instagram as accountability and learning space, just make sure you do it someplace else. You've got lots of great options. Reason number seven, painting or drawing 20 minutes a day trains the people in your life. So often, when we first get started, we paint or draw in secret. If we have a partner, they may be the first to know, and maybe our closest friends, and depending on the relationship you have with your extended family, they may be the first or the last to know about your art practice. As you begin to transition from an inspiration-based practice to a habit-based practice, 
at some point the people around you need to know that art is important. And not just that it's important in theory or in a vacuum, but that Saturdays at 2 p.m. are not available because it's painting time. You're not available for an impromptu walk. You're not available for that random non-emergency phone call. You're not available to do laundry or prep groceries fresh from the store. You are painting. And that can be an awkward transition for both you and the people who want to support you. And it's absolutely part of it. The reason 20 minutes can be so helpful with that is because it's a small amount of time. Just like you can probably make 20 minutes each day for your art, your loved ones can also make 20 minutes of room in their lives for your art. Because as your art practice grows from 20 minutes to 30 to 60 to whatever it finally becomes, the people in your life will also have to adjust. They will also need to learn that this is important to you, that holding that space isn't just your job, it's also theirs. And you can build those muscles together. And 20 minutes is a great way to begin that work. We all have a lot going on in our lives. And if you find yourself wishing you could do art every day, but feel you just don't have the time, give 20 minutes a try. Give it a try for some set amount of time, like a few weeks or a month. You'll be amazed at how much you can do and the improvement you'll see showing up each and every day for 20 minutes. And it's a great way to begin working towards a bigger and more consistent art practice. Thanks for joining me this week on the podcast. Head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 49 for show notes and to add your name to the newsletter list. And if you like the show and find yourself listening to episodes more than once, consider supporting it by becoming a member of the Podcast Art Club. Podcast Art Club members get early access and monthly reference bundles to paint and draw. And if you join at Gloss or High Gloss, you get fun bonus conversations with show guests. Head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash art club to learn more. And speaking of support, thank you to everyone supporting the show through the Podcast Art Club on Patreon. You make this show possible. An extra shiny thank you to High Gloss supporters Andrew Atterbury, Debbie and Brian Miller, Rihanna DeRold, Janet Wheeler, Nancy Bryant, Catherine Ordway, Pam Lyle, and Kirk Keefe. Happy painting!